listening to you're listening to you're listening to, you're listening to, you're, you're listening you're listening to active fm active fm to active fm fm to active fm so so john john boing so firstly it's a pleasure to meet you because i've been listening to quite a few of your podcasts recently well, thank you um, for listening, <laughs> as well as uh, thank you for inviting me onto your podcast this morning. Great. So, um, so I think no interview can start off in this day and age without saying, uh, how are you doing now with COVID-19? How was 2020 for you in Canada? Uh, personally, uh, my family has been great. We've been taking care of our health, most importantly. My strong bond with relationships, which is family, has been um, even stronger today because we talk more frequently than ever. And uh, business-wise, mm. it's been steady. So for me, it hasn't dropped, but we've been very, very um, lucky in a sense that digital marketing has been very important for a lot of businesses. So the transition from the traditional media of advertising to now digital has helped us become more of a mainstay and mainstream kind of avenue for a lot of businesses. Okay, great. So if you could put 2020 into a word, what have you won? What have you lost? Um, so for me, I lost a couple uh, clients in terms of business, um, but they were mainly due to the industry. So hospitality, mm -hmm. travel, anything related to, I guess, you know, movement, movement of people, I would say, um, that has really affected their business. But I also saw a lot of opportunity too. So a lot of people that were doing other forms of advertising, like trade shows and other forms like social media advertising, they're moving towards more digital, which is longstanding SEO. That's what I focus on. And they wanted more of a long-term strategy that can endure peaks and valleys. Uh, and position themselves as experts. Um, so, and, and I'm very fortunate to have also spent a lot more time with my son because he was homeschooled over the last couple uh, months. And just, again, eating healthier, taking care of your loved ones and supporting one another. Oh, great. That family time has been the silver lining in 2020 for sure. Yes. Yeah. So, John, you have a very interesting story. So, you know, just reading your biography, just mentioning the yellow pages, which is something your children probably won't even know what it is. You were involved in the red pages. And in a way, that was almost doing SEO before SEO was even a word. So can you tell us a bit about your journey? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, maybe I'll go even further a little bit back. Um, my parents came from, so I live in Toronto, Canada. My parents came from Vietnam. They left the war-torn country, liquidated all their assets for the next generation, which is us. Um, so I was born shortly after they arrived. So I was the youngest of four children. And for me, it was more when I was young, all I knew was family because we didn't know the culture, how things operated, worked. Um, you know, for us, it was family time and we harvested a lot of um, good core values, which was supporting one another, having fun, of course, but always mm -hmm. knowing that we had dinner on the table and shelter. Then came when I was growing up in terms of uh, business, um, I went to school for business finance. And my first opportunity was at Red Pages. It was a printed directory of all websites 
going to every single mm-hmm. business home free. And it was before Google kind of took off, but this is before computers. They were actually Pentium 2 or Pentium 3. Slow yeah. to boot up, slow to load in terms of web pages. Email was even slow to load and it was dial up. So fast forward it a couple years later, everything's like very fast, right? In terms of smartphones, getting things done immediate. But at that time, it wasn't immediate. So I thought it was the next big thing. But as you know, Google kind of advanced really quickly and they kind of took over the search world. But during that time, I learned a lot in terms of advertising, traditional. I dabbled into online affiliate uh, were performance-based as well as yellow pages. And so for 10 years before I started this agency, I've been doing advertising sales. And I met with thousands of business owners. And of course, working at Yellow Pages, everything from shoemaker to dentists, lawyers, plumbers, uh, florists, you name it, I've dealt with business owners. So it was a lot of fun for me meeting them and getting to know what it means to be a business owner and what really mattered in their lives, right? And livelihood, what really, why are they doing what they do and love so passionately, right? And that's why I Mm -hmm. continue that passion to this whole agency that I started eight years ago. Okay, and so interesting question growing up, was having your own business a dream? Was it something you always wanted to do? Yeah, so growing up um, was very different for me because I did, I wasn't exposed to a lot of things people would think of while growing up. We had one toy that we shared among four children, right? We shopped, like my parents had to go through a food bank. We lived in government housing, all that stuff. But growing up, I would always see magazines and I would always see like CEOs or big, big time business people flying in jets and wearing nice clothes and having nice cars and all these things were a dream of mine, definitely. But I didn't know what it took to be that person or kind of what really resonated with me was hard work, right? Like my parents kept ingraining, like just focus on getting good education, focus on committing yourself to keep doing something, progressing, advancing, educating yourself. So that's what really stuck to me. And while working at Yellow Pages, really, that's what made me want to be like them, a business owner. Okay, interesting. So if you have one bit of one piece of advice you can give to some, some 25 year old starting a business today, what's that one piece of advice you would give them? Um, I would tell them to, if they're just starting off, learn the business that you're going into inside out by not, maybe not starting right away, but working in an industry that you want to get into or volunteering in a company that is similar to something you want to start because that experience of learning what it takes what needs to be done, the process, the systems, the people, the sales, the marketing, the operations, everything to do with it, it's best learned when you're on the job with mm-hmm. real customers than trying to figure out how to run a business on top of what's your service product-wise and expertise and everything else, like management and operations. Because without that experience to learn, there's a lot more failure when you're on your own. 
if that makes okay. sense. Okay, it does. Very good. And um, I loved your podcast that you had recently on the 33% rule with Ryan White. So, so in our company, we've actually got a, a similar concept called the G2, which is the group of two. Yes. And it's based on the, the principle that you need to spend time with the people underneath you training them, but you need to also spend time with the people above you. So when you, when you look at that, that whole podcast, what's the one bit of advice you would give to people around that 33% rule? Yeah, so with 33% is um, focus on where your gaps are, right? Like everyone always focus on gaps and strengths, I would say, because people have to acknowledge that there's always room for improvement. And there's always people that have made it, that in your eyes have made it, right? And that are ultra successful. And the ones that aren't, you, you need to help them achieve more, right? It could be internal staff, it could be mentoring, it could be volunteering, but you need to start giving more and being more fulfilled. So my thought in all that is don't just aim for your own self-fulfillment, but always contribute by helping others. And even on a small scale, like when I was younger, maybe when I was 20, I started donating money to World Vision, helping younger children. And that was a part of me. It was ingrained in me. Because my parents was always volunteering, right? Even though we didn't have much, they were helping other new immigrants come coming to Canada, didn't know the language or culture to support them because they knew how difficult it was. So for me, it's always been in me to kind of always give as well. Um, and I find that very important in any business or person in general. Very good. So another question on partners. Getting a business partner is like getting married. So, so if it works, it's great. And if it falls apart, it's always a messy divorce. How, how do you feel about starting a business with partners? So again, I, I believe it's your own values and your, your mission and goal, right? Um, if you feel there's gaps in your own business that someone can fill that is really excellent, they have to be have the same alignment. They have to have same values as you because if they're so misaligned, nothing will work properly. So in terms of this partner, it should never be a family or friend. I, I would not go in business with any of that. But if there's a skill set or someone that is great at whatever 10, 20 years of experience and you're great doing something for 10, 20 years, maybe there's gaps there that you guys can both mesh really well to make something and form something greater. So that's what I would say, you know, unless you're self-driven and motivated to learn everything yourself, it, it's just time, right? So if you want to speed up that curve mm -hmm. to get closer to you, whatever success means to you, then maybe partnering works, but you can always hire more people as well. So if you're independent and you're an entrepreneur, you could always fill those gaps by hiring people that you know um, that will be excellent at whatever your gaps are. Okay, very good. Very good. So, John, I have an interesting question now on SEO. So, SEO is one of those interesting topics. Uh, it's, it's in general, it's something that a lot of people have tried and, and some people have succeeded and some people sort of haven't. Um, so, we've all sort of spent money on SEO over the years and then you don't really see direct sales coming out of it and then you tend to give up on it 
what's what's your view of seo if and I, and I guess especially thinking of your sort of small to medium type business out there yeah um i i like the comparison to if if you're a renter or owner of real estate because if you're renting uh, a, a apartment or a home you're basically paying down a mortgage for the landlord right so that's where advertising plays from print traditional ad space to digital google ads facebook ads instagram ads but when you start owning real estate which is now being in front and earned which is now owning equity and appreciating asset that's how seo feels when done right because now you're in front top of mind more visible on on the search engines for a lot more keywords because you earn a good place in the industry to be positioned as an expert. So you're getting a lot more exposure, a lot more visibility, traffic and leads once earned, but it also takes time because if you're owning a home or owning an apartment or condo, it takes time to save for a down payment, pay down your mortgage to then eventually own. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you associate it to real estate, it's like you, you either want to own or you want to rent. And if you understand the long game, just like real estate, SEO is the right play for you. But a lot of business owners aren't even sure if they are going to be in business for one, two, five years down the road because they've never really harvest good business foundations they don't understand what it takes to be a good, successful business and what the success means to a lot of people. So they have to have full clarity and a transition of mindset of what really matters to them and what makes them successful or not. So mm. hopefully that makes sense. Because um, mm. with SEO, there's so many things to consider, right? I always say, understand it to a level that you're asking the right questions and comparing apples to apples to understand what you're getting yourself into and having a good perspective of what really means success on a good campaign and be honest with the vendor or person or a contractor that you're using, because a lot of people are going to sell you because you're probably not as knowledgeable as people that are in the industry doing the work. So learning as much as you can to ask the informed decision questions to to acknowledge what the differences is from what people are saying and what you're actually getting. And perhaps just another question, because digital marketing is a big topic. Yes. You know, in general, people will think of it as search engine optimization. What, what else is there to digital marketing? Digital marketing actually encompasses a huge range, um, such as email marketing, social media advertising, Google ads, there's the ad network, right? There's funnels, landing pages. There's a lot of like affiliate ads. Um, Digital is anything that's internet-based, right? Apps or product placement, Amazon, all these are all digital advertising marketing. Um, And then a lot of people have to understand like traditional advertising, it, it played a role, but now with digital, you can actually track all the metrics. And that's the beauty of it all. But also the, the detriment of it all is 
there's so much going on. People don't understand where they should devote and spend their time and effort and money because there's so much clutter in the industries. And you need to acknowledge where your ideal customers are focusing, residing on and start seeking out your product and service. Then focus on the 80-20 rule of be where people are actually seeking out your product and service. Spend more of your time learning about it and promoting on those mediums and channels. Once you do that, you should then get a better, clear message on conversion rate, lead quality, and sales and revenue and profitability. Okay, great. You're making my head spin, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so on the, you know, if you think about the social media, I know, you know, you when you get together your strategy session once a year, uh, you always have this view of, oh, we must do more with our social media. And, um, you know, what about our Facebook page? You know, and at the end of the day, you, you can end up spending a huge amount of time doing posts on your Facebook page, but they don't necessarily result in your, uh, in, in sales. So that social media presence for your average business out there, um, how do you, do you find it makes a big difference in the digital marketing campaign or area? Yeah, so I would always find out uh, what industry, what product or service you're in, and where are your customers residing. So these are questions that I always ask when I take on any new customer. Who are your 10 best avatar personality type clients? How do they seek out your product and service? Do they use Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you know, whatever social, or do they go on Google when they're ready? Or do they go on YouTube? Do they, you know, listen to podcasts, find out, spend time, and then promote on those mediums and channels to cultivate more of those idea of your customers, right? With Facebook and Instagram and, you know, other forms of Twitter and whatnot, I would say, if you're a product base, it's great to track sales right because you can have a great offer you can have a really good you know funnel you can drip them with different ads because you can actually you know when when someone clicks you can track and trace back what's the conversion rate and what's the cost per acquisition cost per sale right but if it's more of a branding play then of course it's a different metric altogether right like impressions don't really lead to real sales and revenue. So as a small business owner, everyone wants the best ROI. They want the best return on investment. They want to spend as little as possible and get the best results out of it. And my gut tells me that you need to really understand who your customers are and who you want to go after. But people tend to want to be in control of their search, right? They want to be in control of navigating and picking who they want to pick. I learned this at Yellow Pages where, you know, I work with thousands of business owners and before the internet existed, how did these traditional businesses survive generationally? They focus on foundation. They understand their competition level, unique selling proposition. They understand the services that were different than competitors, their pricing, everything, operation. They understood how to take care of a customer creating a gap and a need in the marketplace and offering them something people are willing to pay for. So you understood foundation of running a business. Now, if you look at that and then now digital, everyone thinks 
it's a lot easier, faster, and cheaper. But these businesses took time to harvest these mm-hmm. traits. And it took years, not just years, but decades, maybe even generations to harvest a really good business. Now with social media and real time Twitter feeds and YouTube how-to videos and everyone thinks they can do things right away really quickly, they, they forget how long it takes to learn how to run a real business, what it takes to get even a customer, harvest a relationship, build empathy, real, real service offerings, right? Understanding the art of a plumber didn't just go to school to do plumbing for one or two years. They've been in apprenticing, spending hours, years working under other plumbers to eventually start their own when they're 40 or 50. But now these 20-year-olds think they can do better, faster, quicker, cheaper, and grow fat. Like These are things that it's hard to explain, but that's the new norm and reality. So I would say take it slow, learn, make mistakes, and be ready when you're ready. Don't just go in business thinking you'll be super successful right away. Yeah, and I think what I'm picking up from you is prepare to see this through for, for a couple of years. Yeah, so SEO is not uh, a one-time fix. It's an ongoing mm. battle. Um, I deal with a lot of competitive markets, right? Lawyers, personal injury lawyers, dentists, chirophysio, all the trades. And I'm in Toronto, so one of the largest, more competitive markets in Canada. Um, but we service clients all over North America. But if you think about knowing and understanding the marketplace, knowing the opportunity of abundance of people searching, searching on a daily basis for their services, understanding that there's a need means there's a competition, right? There's always people that are trying to do more and better. Just slow and steady wins the race. There's no hacks. There's no quick growth way to do it quickly slow and steady always wins the race so understand how to run a business then slowly understand what medium channel that you want to focus your efforts on position yourself as an expert leader produce good well in-depth content understand that when you're a thought leader then you may want to write a book then you may want to speak then you may want to start publishing our pieces in other formats this is what Google is looking for. Someone that actually knows what they're talking about and position as a leader, as an expert. So that takes time and expertise, not one or two months or one or two years. Absolutely. I think you touched on a point there. Many, many businesses are local. So, you know, probably I'm um, just guessing 70, 80% of the businesses out there, their customers will live within a 50 kilometer radius of them. Can SEO work for them? Yeah, so that's actually uh, my bread and butter uh, type of client. That's why my company is called Local SEO Search. Um, mm. I worked at Yellow Pages knowing that small, medium-sized businesses in Canada comprises of over 90% of the businesses that are around. And understanding that, people tend to shop, like you mentioned, within 50 kilometers. Even right now, people spend less time commuting. So maybe even 10 kilometers is a stretch. Um, So there's tons of gap opportunities. The reason I focus on service base is when you're talking product, it's hyper competitive because you have the Etsy's, the Amazon's, the big box retailers to compete with, the Walmart's and Costco's and whatnot. 
But if you differentiate yourself by going after longer tailed niche specific keywords, it allows you to be um, have a competitive edge. So I would say going after local helps you differentiate yourself, but also goes after a more refined market, but with a higher conversion rate. Okay, very good. Very good. Thank you, John. And my last question for you. Do you need to have a company of a certain size before you start thinking SEO? Not necessarily. I've worked with clients that are one-man operation, trades, one-man lawyer or woman lawyer to 100 or 200-man businesses that are doing 20 million, right? Or 100 million. For me, it, it doesn't matter. You have to have a mindset of, look, there's opportunity that your competitors are grabbing and you're not there to even play in the same field, right? Like you're not even visible in front of your competitors. So people are choosing your competitors as opposed to you. So if you want to play in there, you should really start thinking about long-term, especially if you plan on being in business for longer than one, two years, right? I would say five Mm -hmm. years, 10 years, um, plan, just like in real estate, plan. And you're a lot better if you jump in sooner and not time the market, right? Just get in, get your foot wet, start learning. And making mistakes is a not a bad thing as long as you continue evolving as a business. Okay, thank you so much. Well, John, thank you very much for the interview. And uh, from Active FM and from sunny South Africa, we would like to say uh, thank you and uh, Godspeed ahead. And, uh, and we're very happy that we came across your, uh, uh, your, your blogs or your podcasts. And we're looking forward to hearing more of them. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Sean, for having me. Okay. Chat soon, John.